Everybody and welcome to the Deadhead Cannabis Show. This is Jim Marty in home uh, self-quarantine here in Boulder County, Colorado. I have my uh, partner, Larry Mishkin, up in Chicago. How you doing, Larry? Jim, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I, too, am uh, in uh, self-home quarantine here. Um, but I will say that if I have to be self-home quarantine, being in your barn would not be a bad place to be. Well, yes, I'm enjoying... Uh, my home more than I have probably in a long time. Wonderful. Uh, it's a very busy schedule, but uh, probably much like you, uh, despite the coronavirus crisis, um, I've been very, very busy with uh, my clients, talking to our Bridge West clients around the country. And I know you're still in the midst of uh, license applications there. So, Larry, you and I are fortunate that we can at least have a uh, work to do here while we're self-quarantined. I, Tim, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, I mean, it really makes a big difference to be stuck at home, but certainly with all of this application work going on, uh, I'm as busy as I ever was. And um, yeah, I'm very thankful for that right now. There's no doubt about it because uh, it'd be uh, kind of scary otherwise. I agree. Yes, uh, we're fortunate that we can work from home while many other people's jobs do not permit them to work from home. So, um, but I've been on the phone all week with Bridge West clients around the country, and um, in spite of the um, self-quarantine and the shutdown of so many businesses, uh, the cannabis industry is very busy. Our retail shops are um, have lined some of them around the block, um, record sales as people stock up. Um, so far, there's been no mandatory shutdown of cannabis shops, certainly you can't do that on the medical side as patients need their medicine, but also in adult use. And many people feel adult, all adult use in, at some level medicinal. So uh, what I've been encouraging my clients to do is to make sure their lines of supply are, are strong for the next three or four weeks. So the cultivators, like farmers, are still in their cultivation facilities working hard, uh, practicing self-distancing, wearing gloves and masks while they they keep the growing plants alive and ready for harvest. Yeah, well, you know that's that's one of the great things about uh, cannabis, Jim. Is it? You know, people always joke that alcohol is recession proof. I think you could say the same thing about cannabis. People who are going to be locked in their homes for long periods of time certainly are stocking up. We're seeing that happening here in Illinois, which is a little more complicated because we're still in the very you know early stages of adult use and we haven't quite gotten our supply lines up to where we would like them to be, and that's created a bit of a rush on the. Uh, adult use dispensaries. However, uh, we were all handed a very nice surprise the other day when without any prior warning uh, or notice it was going to happen, Governor Pritzker signed emergency legislation that allows the medical dispensaries, which you were just talking about, he recognizes the need for medical patients to be able to get their medical cannabis. And so he has signed a bill that will now allow medical cannabis stores to make curbside sales. You can call in, place your order, pull up in front of the dispensary. You don't have to get out of your car. They come outside. They're being given permission to bring the cannabis outside. 
hand it to you. Um, and then, uh, you know, you've completed the sale. And uh, I think they said they have to have a security guard out there with them. But this is huge because a, a lot of people were very, very concerned that there might be a mandatory shutdown of the medical dispensaries. And then what would happen to the patients? So uh, it, it's really hard for us to believe here in Illinois that within the span of a year, we've gone from being kind of uh, the desert of the cannabis world to, you know, right in the middle of it. And everything's coming up green. Oh, that is really Good news. They have not done that here in Colorado, and there is no ma- mandatory shutdown of the cannabis industry here in Colorado. Um, so they are still open, although I have to say some of our clients have voluntarily shut down just because they didn't want to expose their employees to the virus brought in by people coming in to buy cannabis. So um, that's what's going on here. I actually penned an email to our governor, Governor Paulus, yesterday, who I have a good relationship with, and um, you know, asking him not to take any further action to limit the hours or shut down the open cannabis shops. Uh, one of the points I made is right now the cannabis industry is one of the very few industries that is putting money into government coffers. Uh, here in Colorado, we don't tax food, so uh, in spite of the spike in grocery sales, uh, there's no increase in revenue while there is on the cannabis side. So um, anyway, um, that's what's going on here in various parts of the country. Um, now, we don't have very much music to talk about, um, but I believe that uh, you wanted to attend but could not attend uh, the last show for a while at Madison Square Garden, a reunion of sorts for the Allman Brothers. Uh, that's correct. The Allman Brothers did their 50th anniversary show in New York on March 10th, I want to say, and I had plans to go out there with uh, a couple of my good buddies, Alex from San Francisco and Mike from uh, Minnesota. Uh, we're all regulars on the concert scene together. Um, we had our tickets. We had an uh, Airbnb set up in the city, and we were all ready to go. And as the date grew closer, Um, I realized that I probably wasn't going to be able to make it, both because of the workload for the applications. At that point, the application deadline was March 16th. It hadn't been pushed out yet, so I still had to scramble to get that done. But quite frankly, by that point already, uh, my wife is a a nurse and uh, a medical professional, and we were already looking at the potential risks of doing something like that. So I uh, bowed out, unfortunately for me. Um, but my friends who went had a marvelous time, and the review of the show was outstanding. They played for over four hours. Madison Square Garden was packed to rafters, and uh, anytime you get uh, Derek Trucks and Warren Haynes up on stage together, especially with a songbook like The Almonds, you know it's going to be a special night with O'Keele Burberry there on bass and, and really the whole crew. Um, and they, my buddies just raved about it. Four hours of stand-up, foot-stomping music. Um, you know, and if, if this was the way to go out, by God, they were going out with a big party. And in fact, it was because immediately after that, New York City closed down Madison Square Garden and all of their other venues. And that was really uh, the last opportunity uh, uh, to see live music there, maybe for a while. But uh, I would strongly recommend uh, people who are Allman Brothers fans to head over to uh, YouTube or anywhere else where you can get them and uh, listen to some of those uh, songs that they played because it really was done. As, as magnificently as you would have expected it to be. Well, that's great. So, Jim, in addition to the almonds, one other thing that we should talk about since MSG closed down right after they were done is uh, we had Phil's birthday. And uh, Phil West turned 80 years old. And before we say anything else, I think we all have to stop and 
take note of the fact how amazing this is that a gentleman who's 80 years old is up on stage playing three hour concerts. Seems like night after night. Um, I don't know about you, Jim, but when I was growing up, none of my grandparents made it out of their seventies and they always seemed to me to be very, very old people. I could not imagine my grandfather up on stage playing bass guitar for three hours the way Phil does. Uh, it's just nothing short of a miracle. Yes. We're very lucky to have Phil and, uh, a warm happy birthday to him. Uh, as the historians say, he's been granted length of years um, in spite of having a liver transplant back in his 50s, I believe it was. Um, so very fortunate to have Phil at all. And I understand him uh, taking extra precaution because uh, people who have uh, organ transplants tend to have a weakened immune system. So we want Phil to take care of himself and we'll see him back on stage um, I hope he comes to Red Rocks um, this late spring or early summer like he usually does uh, with his Phil Lesh and friends. And uh, we'll, we'll see him up at Red Rocks uh, shortly is what I'm hoping. Yeah, that would be. But Bob also has been in the news too, Larry. You're absolutely right about that. He was going to be touring with Wolf Brothers again. Uh, I guess he toured with them about a year ago. And uh, they had shows scheduled here in Chicago. They had a show scheduled in my hometown, St. Louis, that a bunch of my friends were going to. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Bob had to cancel that show. Um, but again, I think that, you know, we have to look at it from the positive aspect that, you know, it's hard to tell bedheads to stay home and stay self-isolated when anybody from the bed is playing in their neighborhood. So, you know, the fact that Bobby was able to come in and say, you know what, guys, maybe not this time. Let's all get better. While disappointing, um, is probably the right thing to do. At this point, it does seem that way. Um, you know, all the government, uh, federal and local are recommending not gathering in groups of more than five or ten. Uh, one thing we know about this virus is it's very, very contagious. Very much so. And you're absolutely right. You know, we, we have to stop and think about it, you know, especially with Phil turning 80, but Bobby's in his late 60s, early 70s. Uh, so both of them are, you know, uh, within that age group that has been cautioned very much so about the uh, unnecessary exposure. And, uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, as disappointing as it might be to miss out on their performances now, uh, I'm much more thrilled at the prospect of having them around as long into the future as possible. Yes, you bet. So, well, you know, it, it, it stops the music, but, you know, and it's funny, right, because we have a dead song that says the music never stops, but no, they'll find a way to keep it going. Yes, they certainly will. So I got another little bit of disappointing news just today that um, Jazz Fest has now been canceled. So... Yeah, I heard that. And I know you were planning on going down there, so very sorry about that. Yeah, we had already bought our tickets. That was going to be our next vacation. So, oh, yeah, that's too bad. Anyway, it, it did seem there's some hope on the horizon that there might be some medical treatments for the virus. So yeah, hopefully we'll come out of this sooner rather than later. Well, I think that that's the only you know, attitude we can really have about it, right? we got to try and stay positive. But, you know, look, in the meantime... Uh, you know, you and I and, and presumably many of our listeners have uh, both the beauty of cannabis and great music to fall back on to help fill up some of that space and, uh, you know, keep spirits uh, up and moving. And, um, you know, we'll see where it all goes. You know, in the music scene, that I'm, you know, the people are already uh, talking about whether or not the, the summer tour is going to, for Denning Company, is going to go forward. I think it starts at, at Boulder this year, doesn't it? In, uh, in July, scheduled to start like the 10th or something there. It does. Uh, I believe it's the 9th and 10th of July with two shows at Folsom. Yep. We always have a big party at my house, and then 
load up uh, here at the house. We're only about 20 or 30 minutes from the stadium where I live here in Boulder County. So hopefully that will take place. Yeah. Um, fish tour yeah, um, starts fairly early summer as well. So, um, yeah, I think uh, all of us are very much missing the life that we had two weeks ago. And now we realize how much good things we have here in America and just being alive and in a free country like we are. Um, speaking of politics, um, I did get another uh, notice. Um, uh, our firm participates um, every year in what we call lobby days with the National Cannabis Industry Association. We're about oh, 300 of us from uh, various walks of the cannabis industry descend on Washington, D.C., and we meet with congressmen and senators and their staffs and representatives of the Trump administration and uh, bend their ears on cannabis issues like 280E and uh, banking. Um, and I just got noticed today that that's been um, postponed until September, which I guess it's good and bad in that um, now that it's going to be so close to the presidential election, I don't know how much effect would have on Congress. And many of the people we meet with usually meet with may not even be in office uh, a few weeks after we go there in September. Um, but on the other hand, it is closer to a presidential election uh, with a lot of downstream ballots in play. So, um, you know, maybe we'll have some influence on the on the November election. Well, that would be great. You know, and, and we've been talking about that banking act for a while. And obviously, uh, you know, apart from the, the virus, there's already tons of stuff going on in Capitol Hill and D.C. that's been taking up a lot of the Senate's time. And uh, it would be nice to see them, uh, you know, be able to find an opportunity to focus on this because, you know, for the reason you just said, Jim, which is this is one of the few industries that right now is putting money in the government coffers and, quite frankly, is going to continue to do so for the foreseeable future and to help open up that industry even more by solving this banking problem once and for all. Uh, I think would just be a benefit for everyone. And, um, you know, here's hoping that, uh, you know, as we get closer to the election, people think about it that way. And, you know, you and I have always thought that uh, it appears to be, as far as I can tell, a nonpartisan issue that uh, both sides need to support uh, the cannabis laws and are generally in favor of the industry. I think it's just a matter of getting it on their schedule at the right time and getting them to focus on it. Um, definitely a bipartisan issue. And uh, we'll see if we can move it forward here in this election year. But as we sit here in the middle of March, everything is, is as frozen as the snowy day I'm looking out here out of my window. So um, that's what. Oh, yeah, I heard you guys got hit with a little bit of snow today. Yes, everyone's so disappointed that uh, we have a foot of snow up in the mountains and all the ski areas are closed. I'm hoping that Arapahoe Basin, where I volunteer, is going to reopen because we have a very late season. We usually ski well into May, if not into June. In some years, even July. Oh wow! So hopefully, Arapahoe Basin will reopen before the year is out. Well, very nice, very nice. Yeah, you know, uh, God works in mysterious ways sometimes, right? Shuts down the ski slopes and then drops a foot of snow on them. So I, I can't figure it out, but uh, I'm sure there's a grand plan in there somewhere. Well, a lot of people are surprised that uh, March and April are actually our snowiest months here in Colorado. We really depend on the the uh, late winter, early spring snowfall to boost our snowpack, yeah. which is used for our source of water for our uh, front range population, as well as our yeah. agricultural uh, business here. So uh, we never complain about moisture here in Colorado. Excellent. 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 
okay, well, I guess we'll see what happens right over the course of the next week. Uh, the coronavirus will certainly be a continuing issue for some time. And, um, you know, you and I will be there to interpret how it's impacting the cannabis industry, how it's impacting the music industry and, um, you know, alternatives maybe that we can even think of, you know, for our listeners in terms of going back and listening to classical dead or fish and, uh, Nothing better than to do it with a uh, a wrap joint of your favorite cannabis. So make an evening of it. Yes. Well, speaking of which, um, I've been listening to and have ordered the new 15 CD box set that uh, the Grateful Dead family is putting out. Oh, the 76 shows. Yeah. It's called uh, June 76, June 1976. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been listening to some of it. Uh, Great, fabulous songs. Uh, great renditions, very strong. I think um, if you listen to a couple and you have a couple of your favorite nuggets. Well, I'll tell you, Jim, it's, it's interesting because I'm a big fan of these box sets. And every time they come out, I'm, I'm a sucker and I just buy it because I love the packaging. I love all the stories that go along with it. You know, sometimes on the budget, that can be a little bit tight. But this, this one wasn't overly expensive. But what sold me was the very first song on the very first disc, uh, a very, very rare version of the Grateful Dead playing Mission in the Rain. And I have to tell you, it was so tremendous that on that that one song alone, I said, I'm buying the box. Um, But it's rare to get to hear a Jerry Garcia tune like that. I mean, we know Deal and some of them get played all the time, but songs like Mission in the Rain or Catfish John or those kind of songs come to time you just don't get very often. When you do, they're really special, but I always love to hear the way the music sounds when it's being played by the Grateful Dead, as opposed to the guys in Jerry Garcia's band, right? So instead of John Kahn, now you got Phil Less on the bass, and that intro bass lead that Phil gives, boom, 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 and just, oh, you just see him up on stage with a big old smile on his face, plucking out those strings, and I'm sold. That's it for me. I love that song. I love that, you know, all of it. I'm in. Yes, um, yeah, Phil just is in great, great form on that. It's basically the first tour after their hiatus in 1975 when they went to the studio and produced blues for Allah. And it's one of, you'll hear some of the first live versions of help on the way slipknot into Franklin's tower and the slipknot transition into Franklin's tower is really, really strong. And Phil just thunders all the way through it. Excellent. Now that's, that's, that's the way it should be. Um, you know, and that's what makes it so much fun to be able to just, you know, keep hearing all of that great music over and over again, because that's what makes the dead the dead, right? They play their shows and they stick around forever. Yes, I'm looking forward to that box set myself. I have a birthday coming up and I put it on my birthday list. So uh, I'll be listening to it here in May um, when hopefully. Um, well, congratulations and early happy birthday. Yes, we have a very large party planned for May 9th for our son Jack's college graduation so hopefully we'll be able to have that if we can uh get this virus to uh subside which it does seem there's promising hope for it to uh that the self um isolation and the social distancing is working and that we won't have the the kind of tragedy that they're having over in italy right now right uh, where they're they're losing the better part of 500 people a day this week yeah, I saw that. That's you see those numbers, and that's really scary. And you see what you know could possibly happen. So you know, as much of a uh, an inconvenience as we may feel that this social distancing is, uh, it clearly is important, and uh, it clearly uh, plays a benefit. I've been seeing the numbers in China, 
where they show that now with the social distancing, they've been able to get the rate of infection down to the point where it's almost zero. And, um, you know, that, that's positive. They, you know, they got it before us, and they've been testing out different ways. If it worked for them, maybe we can help make it happen over here. Um, and again, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but if you have to stay inside, there's lots of things you can do that we talk about all the time. You be happy and content. Well, reflecting back on happier times, I have a fondness, a great fondness for Milan, Italy. Um, a number of years ago, I was invited uh, to go over there and give a talk to a group of international business men and women. And I did. Uh-huh. And I had a day off. And I, um, on my day off, I rented a motorcycle. And uh, all by myself, I rode it from Milan, Italy, up to the Swiss border and back, going through all these tiny little Italian hamlets. So oh my um, goodness. I certainly have a great fondness for Milan and great sadness for what's going on over there. Yeah, no, it, it, it is sad. You know, and, and anywhere where it hits and anywhere where people get affected by it, it's just sad. Um, I guess, you know, it reminds us uh, that uh, we don't always control our own destiny, uh, which probably is a good lesson to remember from time to time. Um, but yeah, you know, if we can sit around and have happy memories about these things as well, I think that helps and with the expectation that we'll get to do it all again in the future. Well, I hope so too. Um, and that with, on that note, I think we can sign off for today. Um, it's always great talking to you, Larry. And so for all of our fans out there, this is Jim Marty saying goodbye for the deadhead cannabis show. And Larry, you want to sign off? Thank you very much. Absolutely, Jim. As always, a pleasure. Have fun in the barn. I'll try to have some fun here. And for all of our faithful listeners, stay healthy, hunker down, and uh, enjoy this time. Over and out. Talk to everyone soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network. Network.